Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of High on Healthy. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin reporting live from the Wonderland Conference, Miami 2023. I am so excited. I have sitting right next to me, Dr. Dave Rabin, who is the CEO of Apollo Neuro, which is... Medical, actually. Your Chief, chief medical officer. My wife is a CEO. Oh, you know what? Sorry. It started as a matriarchy. It'll end as a matriarchy. So good for you, Chief. Let's, let's be honest. Women are better leaders, right? Women are better leaders than men. Their brains just work better for that kind of thing. So, you know, it works. I, I think we're going to use you as a soundbite for a myriad of things. Thank you, Dr. Rabin. <laughs> Welcome. So, you know, a few other truths. But we're going to talk today about bad trips, stuff that, you know... I think we've all experienced a time, even drinking alcohol, where things just did not work out the way we hoped. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to let you lead this conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me, first off. Um, I think this is a really interesting topic uh, and passion of mine because um, we don't understand bad trips or challenging trips a lot. We even don't even understand bad dreams very well. I think we, I think dreams and psychedelic states are very interesting though, whether if you have a, a bad trip with a psychedelic or even cannabis, which I would consider psychedelic if you get to the high enough dose, right? It can be extremely challenging, overwhelming, frightening. And when we don't understand how to navigate those experiences, then we often dig ourselves deeper into the badness, right? And, and it, what, what's really interesting about this is that bad trips often, from what we now know in, like, in the latest psychology of psychedelic medicine research, which sheds a lot of light on this, is that it's about what it, it happens when we start to resist what comes up in the experience because psychedelics are mind-revealing. That's what the word psychedelic means, right? It means to reveal the mind, to show the mind. So when you take something that is, as Stan Groff would say, non-specifically amplifying our awareness of everything in our minds, then if things come up that we don't feel safe, like, like a traumatic memory or something like that, that we don't feel safe enough to think about in that moment because we're having to, trying to have a good time with our friends at a concert, then we try to shove it back down because we're like, oh, I'm having fun with my friends at concert. I don't want to think about this thing. And, but yet we are still extra aware of it because we've taken a medicine that's expanded our awareness dramatically. So then that thing just keeps coming up and it keeps coming up and wants to be acknowledged. It wants to be uh, effectively noticed. And then we can let it go, which is a mindfulness technique for dissolving these things. But if we don't know that, then we, we, shut it, we try to shut it down and we try to repress it. And that's like telling a child who's really upset and, and knocking at your bedroom door that to just go away, get out of here. And they just want attention. They want acknowledgement. They want a hug. And so th those things that come up are very much like that in sentiment. And when we resist them, when we shut them down, because we don't feel safe enough to allow them to come up and for healing, which is what they want, then things can get really gnarly and start to turn into a, what we often call as a bad trip experience. So, I mean, I know people who have a bad trip and then they swear off a certain medicine, so to speak. And then I know other people that jump right back on the saddle, but I do find respect now that we're talking about this. A lot of people who have a quote unquote bad trip, they shut that down and they won't look at, right? right? It's, it's, it's the fault of this, right? right? Instead of it being, 
what a gift that I'm able to deal with something that consciously I've suppressed for whatever reason, but is likely affecting your behavior in ways that aren't conducive to you. So how do you help somebody utilize that as a doorway to better mental health? It's a really great question. And and I actually do a lot of this work with people because there's very few people with my training level who are or who are psychiatrists or psychologists who are comfortable working with patients in the bad trip space, meaning after they have had a bad trip experience, helping them reintegrate that, mm-hmm. reintegrate a sense of self. Because trauma, which we can re-traumatize ourselves with bad trip experiences, <laughs> right? Which is one of the which is one of the unpleasant side effects of psychedelics and cannabis. Mm-hmm. THC is very effective at increasing our critical mm-hmm. self-reflective mind. So if we're not in a state where we feel um, safe enough to be self-critical, because we're, we know there's nothing actually wrong with us, it's the our, it's our it's our brains trying to help us like self-reflect and grow, right? right? Then we shut it down, and then people have like really bad high trip experiences. So I see a lot of people after the fact and very few people work with these folks. And we actually have developed a ton of techniques, uh, in a co- which uses a combination of supplementation, but mostly psychotherapy and wearable technology that brings people back by providing a restored sense of balance and connection to the things that they were most afraid of in the trip experience. So let me ask you a question because sometimes people have a bad trip and they know that it's stuff that's coming up for them that like I'm trying to go to a concert, right? right? I want to exactly. sing my Elton John song, right. so fuck you yeah. respectfully. Right. Yeah. Or but that's like telling your that's like telling your 4-year-old self right. to fuck themselves. Right. Right, exactly. Right? right? And then that just is almost re-traumatizing. Right. So yeah, so but, bad. so but then the other kind of a bad trip is when people are you know, they see thing. you know, serpents that won't leave them alone, things that scare them, but look like visually have nothing to do with their own life. So I think we understand the people who know that just don't want to deal. Things right. can be easier for you. Just step through the process. Right. But what about the people who have a bad trip because it's scary, right. visually scary, but doesn't seem to be related? Yeah. So that, that I love, I love talking about this. So the experience that there are a couple carnal rules of experiencing altered states of consciousness with medicine that are just not taught but that mostly come from indigenous culture tribal cultures i've been doing this work for thousands and thousands of years with things like psilocybin mushrooms ayahuasca etc um and one of the first rules that my friend lauren taus has kind of reframed is um these ex- medicine experiences are always a round-trip ticket, right? Okay. Yeah. When you're always coming back to you yes. in the end, yes. right? The times when people end up having bad trips are when they question that core principle because they didn't understand it going in. If you were in the middle of a psych- wild psychedelic experience and have the thought in your head, what if I don't come back from this? Or something related to that. I think a lot of people do have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a recipe for disaster. So 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 if you prepare yourself in advance, you don't even think about that because you know it's not true. You know you're always coming back. And reasonably, just my personal thing, I always say to people and myself, if I'm doing something that I'm uncomfortable with or scary to me, I say, it's like a Disney ride, right? You get on like the Incredible Hulk or whatever, like you're going to get on and you're going to get off. Right. And that ride has a certain amount of time that it runs for, 
right? We know what that is from all the work that's been done before, thankfully. You know, you're not guessing anymore. These aren't experimental research molecules. Like, we, these are well-characterized experiences with cannabis and with, you know, these psychedelic agents. So, like, we know. And so that rule is super important, right? You're always coming. There's, it's always a round-trip ticket, right? Always a round-trip ticket. Number two is that there's nothing to actually be afraid of because you're strapped in, like in the roller coaster Mm -hmm. analogy you just made, you are strapped in by the knowledge, ideally in advance of going into your Mm -hmm. strapping in, that whatever is coming up in this experience is just you. Yes, but... And and you can't hurt you within the experience as long as you just allow the parts of you that are coming up Mm -hmm. to be acknowledged and heard Mm -hmm. as if they were like your family member that you love dearly telling you that they are having a really hard time and they just need you need to have somebody to talk to. Right. But I think a lot of people aren't always self-aware. So, you know, it's one thing to have. So I think what you're saying is super relatable to people who get into a psychedelic state and then go, I don't want to deal with my mother's death right now. Right. But it's another thing when people are seeing or feeling things that feel violent and out of control. So that's metaphorically. But that's my next point. Okay. That's my next point. Because that's it. That's it. Is that when you enter in whatever you were meant to experience in that moment is what you are experiencing in that moment. Things cannot be, be different than they are you can't expound okay you can't change the past and we can't predict the future because things reliably because things are only the way they are so the actions that we make in the present moment are best used to be in the present moment rather than to think back on why things should be different than they are Think about how much attention we spend every day thinking about why, how much we wish things were different than they are. Oh, not me. I live a fabled, fabulous life. Well, subscribe to my newsletter. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> but it's like a societal issue, yeah. right? We have been all taught and indoctrinated through everything from like TV, through school, through just being around each other, thinking in ways that are not highly structured mm-hmm. and not in the essence of like what the Eastern mystics and and yogis and and chinese masters taught about thought control of mm-hmm. yourself but our attention is our single most valuable asset as human beings and our and our awareness is a core part of that and so what we choose to pay attention to is completely within our control and so if we spend more time if we spend any amount of time during the day thinking about things we can't control mm-hmm. we feel out of control that much of the time yes and if we want to fix that we just redirect our attention to things like our breath, which mm-hmm. we can always control, that help us feel in control that much more of the time. And it's mm-hmm. literally a balance, just like that, because we're surrounded by lots of things we can't control, yeah. and then things we can. So are you saying, if you're in a bad trip experience, when you go in, remind yourself, first of all, you got a round trip ticket, yeah. and you get to bring baggage, unlike spirit or, you right. know, which as is As much awesome. baggage as you want. <laughs> you can bring all your baggage. It's all welcome. You just have to be ready when it opens up right. on the trip because right. it wasn't sealed quite properly. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, shampoo <laughs> might have leaked all over, but it's washable. Yeah, but that's the point. Because if yeah. you don't, if you don't take care of that baggage soon, what's gonna happen to your clothes? They're all gonna, they're all gonna fucking rot, right? right? In, in like sexy. moldy shampoo. Like, right? But like when that shit spills, you weren't 
open it up as quickly as possible and you like take care so of it and clean it out. Is, <laughs> you know what? I love this is so very important and it's so silly and it's so basic and we do it all the time. But it's really like when you talk about preparation, it should be if you are scared because it's true. Like we've had this conversation a million times. You're even though you're in quote unquote the throes of being in another. Let's call it being in another dimension. Yeah. For example, yeah, yeah. you still can say. I don't like what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Change your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, change your thought. Get up and move your body mm-hmm. around. You control the narrative. But I do agree with you. If a certain narrative keeps coming up, this is to best benefit you. Right. Yeah, and, and, and the idea behind that is that one of the other core principles of psychedelic medicine and therapy work is that the only way out is in and yeah. through. Yeah. Right? And so that is without resisting it. When we don't resist what's happening, resistance meaning spending any amount of time thinking or wishing that things aren't the way they are or should be mm-hmm. different, that's resistance yep. at its core, yeah. right? We all do it. We all do it. Mm-hmm. So when we spend time resisting, then we don't allow ourselves to feel what we're supposed to be experiencing from the stimulation or sensation we're having in that moment, that experience of seeing snakes or scary dragons or like having any scary like experience at all, emotionally, mentally, visually, right? Those experiences are coming up for a reason. And so if we resist them, if we feel them, Mm -hmm. if we just say, Hey, I'm going to acknowledge this experience. Hey, I'm, I'm having this experience. Wow. That's bringing up a lot of fear in me interesting I know I'm safe right now I know I'm sitting in a room like quiet and like everything's okay and I'm experiencing this weird thing but this is scary so let's feel into that right where does that what does that fear remind me of when did I last when have I felt this before in my life oh this reminds me of something from the past that happened to me where I felt out of control and I felt like blah 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 right and then within about 60 to 120 seconds that scary You're thing has, trans, yeah. has transformed into beauty, right. which is that feeling of growth and self-discovery from overcoming a challenge. So simple. Right? And you've got to remember, you are, you're taking a journey into your own mind. Right. But if you want to like go past certain levels, you've got to clear your path. You've got you to gotta clean all that dust and gunk out that's accumulated over the years, right? It's like a spring cleaning, but one that we haven't done in 40 years or something well, for, you know, all of us, and right? And also, I mean... Decades. Dr. Dave is a very handsome man. You don't see him. You can look at him on his website, apolloneuro.com, but he wears glasses. And so one of my favorite things to say to people is, you know, let's, we all, our eyes are our lenses, and we really think that they're clear. But they're not. What we see is not reality. It's everything that happened to us growing up, the environment we lived in, our religious leanings, our corporate structure, our family lives, and all of that impacts and affects our view of ourselves and the way we believe the world views us. And Absolutely. I, right? And I look at psychedelics as being able to clear the lens off and see things for truly how they are and that you are not you know if you if your parents life didn't resonate with you you're not a reflection of them you're not a reflection of the bad you're a personification of the good right but you got to do the work and let the bad out right the stuff that doesn't serve you right 
And, and I think just to add one thing onto what you said is is what's really is so letting go of what doesn't serve you and just being aware of that. Mm-hmm. I am doing things. I have automated patterns or habits that don't serve me, and that's okay because I I learned those probably for a reason that was important to me as a kid. Right. But it's not serving me anymore. Yes. Right. And that's okay. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it go and do something different instead when Which I notice it. I think people don't realize. I right? love that non-judgmental self-awareness. Yeah. I think the majority of people aren't aware of that. And if anything, we're our own worst critics, as we think everybody else right. is our worst critics. Right. right. But again, your lenses are not seeing things accurately. Right. And, and I think to that point. One thing that's really important to note is that what we experience with a psychedelic or any psychoactive molecule, plant, etc., may not be always more true. It's just a different lens. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So if you think of like another, another analogy for the lens is a filter. Yep. Right? A lens is a filter of light. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a psychedelic med- we have a filter in our brains also called a whole a whole bunch of them but one in particular that's very interesting um, is called the colostrum mm-hmm. which is a very very thin layer of neurons between the where information comes in to the core of the brain and then before it goes up into the cortex where it's stored for long-term memory so it gets filtered before that mm-hmm. and awareness inherently gets filtered mm-hmm. based on what we are trained to pay attention to over the course of our lives mm-hmm. so Effectively, when you take a psychedelic medicine or anything that alters your perspective in any way, which is actually a lot of different things, you are, or even meditating or deep breathing, right? All of these things alter our filter. Mm-hmm. Getting a hug from a loved one, mm-hmm. right? Hearing your favorite song, mm-hmm. it changes perspective. Yeah. So all it doesn't have to be drugs. But when we do those things with drugs, like psychedelic mm-hmm. medicines, cannabis, it is molecularly changing that same filter, that same lens you're mm-hmm. talking about yeah. to adjust a different a slightly different one that is in it's not necessarily more true sometimes it feels more true Mm -hmm. which is important lessons we probably have forgotten but the reason why we're noticing those lessons in those moments is because when you alter the filter it gives you the basically the perspective of the of your yourself the world through that lens of psilocybin or that lens of mdma or that lens of thc cbd right that lens of of meditative breathing when your mind is calm and all of a sudden you can be just observe and listen and be aware without thinking and doing things all the time and you know just being distracted because we're just just so distracted we're not listening to what's actually going on most of the time we're not present what i know not at all let's say you know you know what guys here's the deal we we gotta wrap but i just we're gonna have you back very in the very near future i am loving this everybody thank you so much for joining us on high on healthy live from the wonderland conference in miami again so very honored to have uh this wonderful conversation with dr dave rabin of apollo neuroscience such a pleasure to be with you thank you brandy